Well, all right, all right. Welcome to the 52nd installment of the Unplugged Alpha podcast series. We're talking tonight about uh, exotic car rallies and the kind of fun you guys can have in it. And I'm joined with a couple of friends from the rally, uh, my good buddy Paul, who's in a 911, and Sergey, who is also in a 911. Uh, different years, different makes and models, but um, yeah. So where should we kick this one off, guys? How did you guys get involved in rallies? Because I because I kind of want to give these guys that watch these podcasts and that have read my book a little bit of insight on um, kind of like lifestyle, because they're always like, you know, well, what do you do for fun? And, you know, where do you go and do, th do things? It's like, I've always loved fast cars. Always have been. I was like the Lamborghini Countach guy, you know, when I was a kid with like the phone dial wheels with the white, alpine white and the black background. Do you guys remember that poster? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So like that was me as a kid. Like that was the thing that like fired me up. I'm like, I need a car when I get older with doors that go up. And that's why I got the 720, right? So, and it's fast as fuck. <laughs> so uh, obviously, right? So like the rally life is a fun life because I mean, it's, it's pretty much as close as you can get to a real life video game, right? So Grand Theft Auto, like you've got kids or you've played it, guys? Yes. Oh, yeah. Still yeah. do. So it... it it's not too far off from that, you know, minus like, you know, punching hookers in the face and like, you know, getting drug money from like gang bosses. But it's like there's a lot of fun elements in doing an exotic car rally. And I don't think a lot of people understand that because we had Smokey and a Bandit when we were kids, right? You remember Smokey and the Bandit? Uh, Burt Reynolds, man, you got it. Sergey, did, oh, like, yeah. did you guys yeah, get that? It. Yeah, we watched it with a translation. It was not exactly to the script when I actually watched it, <laughs> watched it in English. Yeah. Uh, it's, so obviously two different messages, but at the end of the day, 90% uh, of the story did make sense. Yeah. So how would you describe your first rally experience? Because I think for Sergey, this is your first one, right? Like this is my fourth this, now. This, this is my first. So I'm very happy that I actually joined Saturn Drives. Uh, the Ace of Spades rally was just, let me put it this way, epic. I did not have this much fun since 2007, my early 20, uh, 24 years of old when I was. So for a past, uh, you know, quite a bit of time, I had nothing uh, in reality, like uh, comparing to this uh, and um, just a glimpse of understanding. So I left to Europe for four and a half days to London, United, uh, UK, and I came back home in two and a half months, almost three months. So I lived in Europe and in Asia. That was in 2007. So this five and a half days of uh, driving with you guys and other members i put it on the same scale of me going away instead of four days to an, two and a half months that's how epic the experience was did just you know anybody you on the rally before you signed up uh on a rally no just a few guys out of the saturn drives like uh basically i met you guys at the car yeah. office a few times uh we did a couple of drives you know to keswick to the photoshoot with the tank things like that so i knew probably seven or eight people yeah yeah by, yeah. The, by the day six I, I i think uh i think we know everybody <laughs> paul how many um how many rallies you done now this is definitely at least two for you because I've been on two. Oh, no, but yeah, I mean, six day. This is, I think that was my fourth six day and, or third six day. And I've done, I think, three or four, three days. And I think we've uh, we've done them all together, Rich. Yeah, yeah. We've done them all together. And yeah, there's a couple of the Tron that were a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we just ripped it. We just had an awesome time. We have a really good group of guys that we roll with, right? Yeah, uh, we have a great bunch of guys. And it's funny, you know, you kind of ask, you know, what, what kind of got us into this and, I don't even know if I've told you this story, but, uh, you know, one of our mutual friends, Kyle, way back in the day, kind of said to me, Trini. Okay, listen, what's that? Trini Kojak. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So funny story. Him and I went to uh, to school together thirty years ago, twenty five years ago, and I happened to run into him about fifteen years ago, and uh, we just we, we reconnected. And he's like, "Hey, listen, you know, I'm uh, I'm doing this rally, and I want you to be my co pilot." I'm like, mm, "Yeah, no." Not nothing. That's it. You know, kind of basically told him to fuck off, Rich. And so uh, he's just like bugging me. I'm like, no, man, I'm going away. I'm going on vacation. I'm not coming. He's like, dude, I need someone. Just come on the rally with me. Be my co-pilot. I'm like, that sounds like the last thing I want to do on my vacation. Yeah. And I, being a good friend I am, I said, fine. I'll come on this rally. I'll be your co-pilot. We'll do it. Yeah. So, you know, I get on the rally. And the funny thing is, Rich, the car that I thought that I disliked the most was the 911. I'm like, this car is not good looking. It's it. There's nothing about it that appeals to me. Yeah. So not only do I go on this rally, two days after I get back from this rally, I was I had the time of my life, like you said, Sergey. It was epic. The people you meet, the camaraderie, the driving, the sights, the roads. I get back and I buy a car. <laughs> kind, buy of, kind of the rest is history, and then that's how we're all together now. What what's uh, car did um, Kyle take? Was it the um, first R8? year we went in his uh, GTR? He's found GTR. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. he's upgraded a couple times now. Yeah, he's been around for a while, man. So, so I think this is about my fourth because I did the one to Quebec twice. I did the Chicago one. I missed the Catskills in the fall, and then I did this one. So this is definitely my fourth now. At least, um, yeah, minimum. So this is hands down the best drive I've ever been on my entire life. Like I'm a driver's guy. I've driven all over Europe. I've driven all over North America. I had no idea that these roads. It, like I can say that like they're almost too close, but they're but they're quite close to where we live in Toronto. I mean, they're about what like an eight hour drive. You know, if you drive straight down, like eight nine hour drive. Yeah. So there's so there's a Blue Ridge Highway. There's Back of the Dragon, and then there's Tail of the Dragon. And, and there's a claw. Yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of claws in between, man. But it's like roads that are just like massive S's. I think the Tail of the Dragon is famous for. 318 turns over 11 miles or, or something like that. Yeah, something certainly. ridiculous. Like it's so ridiculous that there's some corners where you're full lock on the wheel and then you're like looking out the side window to see around the corner. And it's the same thing again with the next corner, like three seconds later. Right. And you're looking at <laughs> the side window again. Like that's how tight the roads are. Um, I, I've got the GoPro footage from Lore. I like it's recorded in 6K and I've been trying to download it all day today and it's taking forever and I can't find the exact footage that I'm looking for. But when I find it, I'm going to get my editor to put a reel together and stitch it all up. But the roads are phenomenal, mine. right? Yeah. 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 I don't know if you guys know this though, but like every kind of turn has its own kind of name, right? You got like the cattail straight, the hog pen bend, the little whip, horns of the dragon. If you actually Google it for for you know some of your your, your listeners, Rich, they can actually Here, I can put see... it up on the screen actually. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. The triple apex corner, it's just it's wild. It's absolutely wild. You have a map. Yeah, here it is. Images map. Uh share. Share screen. And I can put it up like this, right? You guys can see it that way. But it's like I think if we probably like a roadmap like this, this is what I look at, stuff like this, right? Like it is tight and it's all the way up and down this like mountain ridge. I don't know what the total elevation is, but it's quite a bit. Um, my ears were popping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like my ears popped on Blue Ridge Highway. My ears popped on Back of the Dragon too. But when we were at, when we, were at uh, when, we stopped, when we stopped at the Fontana Dam, it was actually uh, my, my lady friend and I, we went for a little walk and there was a, there was like a, 
a piece of metal in the ground and that the oh, dam fine. which was way below was 750 meters above sea level okay so that guy's to tell you that when we were at the top of the tail it's it's probably close to god i don't know what 1500 probably double at least yeah it's got to be at yeah. least double it's crazy yeah. it, it, and like the roads are phenomenal guys if you're a driver or you ride motorcycles and you like to go fast like just go there like you don't have to sign up for a rally like just drive your car drive your bike ship it over go and rip it and it's it's phenomenal like some of the scenery is is just like off the chart like one of my favorite photographs is uh this one over here from the blue ridge highway i don't know why it doesn't go full screen hang on a second let me see if i can get this up here that one there okay so that one there is one of my favorite photographs that yeah. we got from the top of the blue ridge highway and there's all the cars like we just backed it all yeah. in it's like you're up there like you're up there yeah. and that was an amazing road like i got the gopro 360 footage from <laughs> that rip up the road where i was chasing sergey and this guy can there. drive <laughs> like this guy here this ukrainian russian friend of mine he like he, didn't you have a problem with like a guy with a pickup truck that slapped your windshield yeah, a little bit. A little so, what bit. did you do to the guy to piss him off? What happened there? I, I just basically uh, was me. <laughs> I was driving, and again, it was traffic. So, I, I think I kind of undercutted him, and then I merged into a two opposite lanes. It was a bit too fast for him. Yeah. He had a pickup full of garbage at the back, which he broke, and something <laughs> fell off, and whatever. Uh -huh. So, he came out. He started yelling, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, "Yeah, okay, my bad. It is what it is." Like. Okay, sorry. At the end of the day, so I didn't come out. I didn't. I didn't bother much. I mean, yeah. he's an older gentleman. What are we gonna do? Have he a fist fight for what? No, he wasn't no behaving point. like no a gentleman. But uh, I guess you must have pissed him off something fierce because we were on the radio. Like, yo, bro, uh, they have guns here in the states. Like, it's not Canada anymore. Like, be careful. <laughs> you gotta take your chances. Let's put it this way. But uh, after you know. Um, after we didn't do it in traffic, let's just put it this way. We went, we waited for an open road, and then you know what happened. Especially after that photo, when uh, you and me just went, and uh, you know another turbo S behind us, and the car number three, and then uh, <laughs> then we switched places, and then more fun has happened. Yeah, yeah. What was the what was the highlight for you, Paul? Like, what was the best part of the entire trip? It had to be. Uh, you know, I, I had done Tale of the Dragon before, Rich. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, it, and it was great, but uh, hands down, doing the the back of the dragon, um, I, I think is is it was way more physically and mentally exhausting. Yeah. I think you know tail is eighteen, it is eleven miles, and back of the dragon is about eighteen miles long. Mm -hmm. And I think some of those switchbacks you were talking about when you're completely, you know, your arms are locking and you're looking out the, you know, the driver's That's side passenger rear window to see where the road's coming up. And doing them at speeds that you know you, sh you probably shouldn't be doing, but mm -hmm. putting all your trust in that car, knowing that as long as you stay in your lane and you point in the right direction, and that car is going to go exactly where you want it to go, and just to be able to see the marvel of that, you know, that that German engineering was just for me. I, I it can't even put it into words, man. It's it, it's a feeling that unless you experience it, and both of you guys have experienced it, you, you can't put into words, man, because it's it's I one of those things that. Until you've experienced it, man, you just it, it, you can't describe it. It's just it's so exhilarating and so fucking scary at the same time because you know if you oversteer, understeer, you're going off a 750 meter cliff, or you're going into you're going into the side wall of a mountain, and yeah. so you've got to be so damn precise at those speeds. 
that, so so for me that, that, that um, was a highlight and nothing i don't think will ever compare like you rich i've driven in rome and different european cities and you know the Malfi coast it's crazy but nothing compared to to uh the back of the dragon yeah and, and you know to the point of like you know either going down the cliff or um you know hitting the mountain there was actually somebody um who was who was overdriving their car and i think they were probably new to the car or maybe they just didn't have skills but um the one that i saw was like the um dash cam footage from the c8 corvette because those things have like yeah. a sd card and you can download it very easily you know lore had one in his uh c7 too and he showed me the footage because he was behind the car that you know was overdriven and he basically slid into the oncoming traffic road front wheel went into the ditch and it, and it went airborne right like i saw like the ass end of the car go up and he bounced it off the side of the mountain so it's like you got to be careful like there's there's 60 plus cars at this one like i think there was about 60 or 65 cars you know plus the luggage cars and all that sort of stuff like that yeah. and it's like you got to be careful man like you can't drive beyond your skills you should all like in my opinion test the limits of the car on a track day right you know where there's a good yeah. runoff you're not going to go you know go into the rhubarb and fly off the side of a mountain or anything like that it's, it's like you know test your skills you know test your limits test the car on a racetrack um you know and get some practice there you're actually a licensed race car driver right sergey i am yeah. what's that like versus like a road trip like this like a so let me put it in a race perspective you have a less of a track to use if you're staying in only in one lane remember when yeah, right. basically leading you guys were following behind and uh you guys didn't give up at all because like, the distance was about 60 meters between each car. And I, again, a little bit easier for you because you can see where I'm going. Uh, if you probably notice, my lanes are obviously different than yours, you know, 720S and uh, 911 GT3. But when I could see, I would have used a bit of an opposite lane, not a lot, but for about a quarter of a car to mm -hmm. try to live the wiggle room just in case. And then I would accelerate more and harder. Again, keeping in mind the we obviously did not obey the speeding limits let's just put it this way by by multiple multiple times uh, from the posted signs uh the back of the dragon to me was uh was the hardest road uh the tail was much easier to me and just to attest to that we did cook the 458 italia ferrari on top of a hill when we stopped like that yeah that I have, was boiling yeah <laughs> i have um actually highlight stuff so let me let me add that to the, the stream here. See if we can. Yeah, sorry, we did, but it, it gave us a well-deserved, um, you know, espresso and uh, you know, salami <laughs> drink, right? So there's just always a silver lining in everything we do, fellas. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is the highlight reel from the trip. I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, but I'll I'll just play this through. So this is just like the starting point. Oh, this is how much the U.S. dollar is worth right now. We just leave. There's a bunch of money we we're flinging around. Uh, that's at the border. Uh, you can see the GoPro 3, 360 camera on the back of that Porsche over here. This is the meeting spot where we met up with our American friends in, what was it called, Salamanca, New York, or something like that? It was a casino. Uh, Salamanca, casino Resort. Yeah. Casino Resort, yeah. Salamanca. Yeah. So we, uh, I don't know, that was a good, like, five, six hours of driving to get there, right? Yeah, at least. There's a huge bug collection on uh, full send uh, 720S with 850 horsepower. That thing was, like, loud and a missile. We went to church here. It's just a shot from one of the nights drinking. Good morning. We're at the mid the airport. Shot of the parking lot. 
that's me doing sorry guys <laughs> yeah the new driver sticker you know please be patient yeah, okay so here we go so this we is... might have driven a little too hard so check back this out. of the dragon <laughs> we're squirting out cooling that's cooling that's okay we'll put a little duct tape on it i've never seen that happen before where the cooling system gets so pressurized from driving the car so hard that it that it like breaks the overflow have you ever seen that sergey on a race car even but i mean no. they're probably made out of metal right I mean, I mean, typically, like I have those cars racing me on a on a circuit and uh, you know, and the turns on a proper racetrack, and no, that hasn't happened. So obviously, we have over pushed on those turns up the hill. Yeah, like <laughs> like like that four five eight is an impressive car that Henry's got. Like he was he was pushing that thing because it was. Oh yeah. Who's going up back there? It was you, Sergey, then me. It was Renato. Me, you, Renato, Henry, John, and then car number six flew off. Car 11 broke, and car 14 broke as well. So it was 19, 19 of us in the lane, right? Hang on a second. Back of the Dragon broke three cars. They went off, they went off and uh, did some damage to the wheels, too, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was one flew off one completely. Car. No, one one completely flew off. Right, we're not gonna say who it is, but uh, yeah. the other three had come off the road a little bit and damaged the tires and uh, rims. Yeah, so, so there's quite a few, quite a quite, that... a quite a few people who can, who came off a little. Yeah, and there's also a good friend the day before that uh, put a um, put a big dent in two of his wheels, and he had to drive back um, and get them replaced. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but they didn't give up. But... Always bring. You know, like awesome fun. Every single morning was like a big, you know, just just a nasty mess of <laughs> supercars leaving, making all kinds of noise. Bottom of the dragon. That was somewhere near the top, I think, that famous or one of the famous metal statues. We're always at gas stations, obviously. Oh, that's me. <laughs> somewhere in Mexico, let's just, let's just say it's yeah, somewhere yeah. in Mexico. <laughs> Oh, hang on. Also somewhere in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's sunny. Stuck in traffic. Pittsburgh. And of course, driving so fast, the stickers come flying off the car. Oh, and I got pulled over by a cop that recognized me. Yeah. yeah. I got a few of those. <laughs> How many times did you get pulled over, Sergey? Uh, successful twice. <laughs> yeah, let's just leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't say anything more than that. You guys can figure that one out. Let's speak English. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, um, thank you, America, for having us. Yes. <laughs> we love you. I did actually pay those, uh, those two successful tickets, you know, ranked up over 800 US dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a few people that got pulled over and got ticketed for different things. Um, I think there's a couple guys that also got let off too, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's why I call them unsuccessful tickets, yes. <laughs> yes, there's also those experiences. There's, there's, there's highlight stuff that we can't share publicly on YouTube, but let's just say it's even like you know like we're talking about 10 out of 10 stuff but it really was 17 out of 10 like there's a lot more that we kind of have to leave behind the scenes for obvious reasons because it's amongst the group um yeah but there's other things that happened that increase the level of happiness and fun if you will <laughs> what was the highlight for you sergey <sighs> back of a dragon was the day 
I think Back. once we you, once three of us basically were going ripping, like you know when uh, I was leading, then you were chasing, then uh, uh, Tobias was chasing, then we switched when you were leading, and you were like, because I didn't like your comment in the morning, right? What After did I say? Like, oh, well, you said I'm only using sixty five percent of a throttle. I'm keeping up with you easily. Your GT three is like, yeah, whatever. I'm keeping up easily. I'm only using sixty five percent of a power. So I go, okay, no problem, Rich. Leads away. I think I kept up pretty much on your tail as well. Um, yeah, well, except for when there was a straight and I could, you know, could put my foot down, but sure. like, honestly, the grip of that GT three, it's, it's very, very high. It's, it's at least as high as a 720, maybe even more. Right. Why do now here's what confuses me. Like there's a lot of Porsches on rallies, lots. I've got two expenses, two experiences with maybe three, let's say. So I drove a nine eleven. um, race car on on shannonville like 20 years ago it was it was gutted caged it had no like no interior and i didn't get any instruction on slow in fast out so i was just driving it like a regular car and the fucking thing came around on me and i went off on the grass because all the weights in the back of a 911 for those of you that are watching that don't understand that part right and then i drove john's uh turbo on that uh small track that we went to when um were you the, were you there paul when we went to niagara falls when we went up in that helicopter no, I missed that one, Rich. So that day, so John was there. He goes, yeah, I just take the keys on the track. And I went out with his kid and uh, ripped it. And um, the thing that I noticed about the 911 is the is brakes are phenomenal. But it doesn't have anywhere close to the feel of the 720. The 720 feels alive. Like it feels like a, like a beast compared to the 911. And um, it doesn't, like it, it's just more fun to drive. I don't know if that makes sense. And then the other experience is when I sat in Sergey's car and just revved it. When he's like, "Yeah, here, start it up." I didn't even know you're like, "Yeah, you know, here, t take the keys, just start it up, and have a listen to it." <laughs> that's how that's how and we met, actually. <laughs> yeah. Then you said, you know, just put it in sport mode and let it let it rip, and it sounds really good. But the thing that I don't understand about 911s is one, because both of you guys have them. Why are they so popular? And two, how are they so damn fast around bends when the engine's in the wrong place? <laughs> If somebody can answer that, I, mean, I need that question. Well, listen, yeah, I, I, think... I spent 50 years on fixing it, fixing that the thing which was not supposed to be driven. So after, if you spend 50 years in a car, I think you will, you know, make sure that it will be actually accomplished what you intended to do. Is it? But, so... but it's like having a big fat ass, yeah. and you can't do anything about it because it's always just a big fat ass because that's where all the weight <laughs> is, right? Right, like it's always going to be there. So how do they fix that when it's like? All that weights off the back like how do they do that i don't understand I don't know. paul what do you think <laughs> rich you're, you're as old as i am and uh, all, all i can say is you know for your listeners that remember this commercial Porsche, there is no substitute that's all i can say man <laughs> there is something with their engineering and i tell you and sergey you can you know echo this and you can beat the shit out of a 911 it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes and it never goes into the shop the things are uh they're, they're like German tanks, man. They are just resilient. And like you said, they are so damn fast. And those new Turbo S's, I, I, man, I watched a couple of you and the, you and a couple of the Turbo S's off the line. And man, you yeah. guys were, you guys were neck and neck. They are just, uh, yeah, I think they're, I think they're popular, Rich, A, because they, they don't break down. Um, B, I think they are fast as hell, especially when you get into the Turbo S model. Uh, even your Sergey, the GT3. And uh, I, I think... For me, you know, I'm a bigger guy, six three and change, and it's uh, I know I know you know we're similar, but uh, you know the 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 seven twenty is a little tighter, but I think just the comfort level in a in a nine eleven is 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 uh, is a factor as well, to be honest with you. So, 
I don't know. For me, it's uh, it's all of the above. I can, uh, I, you know, knock on wood. You know, four years having that car, I've had to do nothing to it. Nothing. I just just the work that you know that I've done to it to modify it. Yeah. No, uh, no mechanical repairs. Nothing. What about you, Sergey? Have you always been like a Porsche guy, or you just like all oh. cars? <laughs> You know me, I have 16 orders, right? On different cars. So I'm still in search mode. Let's put it this way. I had Porsches. I had Lambos. I had uh, R8. I had different things. And I'm still switching. Like my McLaren. I was actually supposed to have a McLaren for this uh, road trip. But it yeah, they arrived on time. They're Tura, right? Uh, so I actually spoke with the guys. They're promising to me at the end of this month of June mm-hmm. of August. So we'll see what happens again. Uh, it's a McLaren. Always unexpe- unexpected. Uh, we'll see where you end up. But yeah, Porsche, um, you know, I had it delivered for my birthday in February, beginning of February, and I didn't drive it until probably March, I would say. No, sorry, mm-hmm. April. So in three months, I put over 12,000 kilometers on it. Like nothing's wrong with the car. I drive it hard. You know how hard I drive it, guys. Yeah. Um, it, it is lacking a little bit of a horsepower on the straightaway. So obviously it cannot keep up with Turbo S nor 720. Some of the videos which you played, uh, you guys, you can see where you guys are pulling away from me. But, you know, if we get on the track or if we get on the twisty roads. There's... Yeah, on twisty roads, it's it's yeah. it's as fast, if not faster than a 720. Yeah. I would say. I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like, um, you know, like, were you able to keep up with me around the tight stuff? Because I, because I said that on purpose to piss you off. Because you're like, oh yeah, you know, I want to say I was like, dude, I was barely using any throttle. Like, I was messing with you. Right? Like, I was, you know, I was barely touching the gas. You know, it's, it's not even going to be a competition. <laughs> like literally, uh, when I was following you, if you could have went faster around the twists, yeah. I would have followed. Okay. I would have followed. Okay. But on the back of a dragon. I do believe being a first lead car and being on my own solo and also calling the traffic ahead, yeah. I did give everything I had. And uh, at the moment you saw a straightaway, you were right at my back. The moment yeah. we had a bit of a more twisties, I kind of a little bit pulled away. But the well, moment I... a bit of an open road, you like you're right there, right at the back of me. And I'm like, Rich, break, please break. I don't want to. I don't want an accident. Well. <laughs> Well, two things, the brakes in the 720 are phenomenal, so that's not an issue. And the second thing is um, I actually wanted to give a little bit more space around the bends so that I could watch your track and then make adjustments to, because I didn't know what the hell was around the bend, right? Like they're almost all blind bends. (laughs) Some of them are like, I mean, like there's a lot, all of them. Down, up, and twist out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd always give a little bit more space around the tight stuff and then I would just let it rip and, you know, I'd have to get on the brakes to make sure I didn't connect yeah. with you <laughs> <laughs> i mean those corvettes came out uh, wide and uh, after that I, I dropped the space i uh, probably about 15 to 20 kilometers down but yeah. prior to corvettes i was going hard sorry you said corvettes corvettes yes when the corvettes came out okay. remember that yeah, yeah. Uh, i was calling in the radio they came out wide like half a car into oh yeah, yeah, yeah opposite yeah. lanes yeah, on coming uh, yeah i remember them yeah 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 yeah, yeah so those I, cars were were Taking up a lot of space, those guys. That was on the uh, tail of the dragon too, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of Mustangs too. Actually, when we were coming up from the dam, there was a lot of Harleys out there, man. A lot of cruising bikes. I was surprised because when I was a kid, you know, riding sport bikes, I used to hang off those fucking things and just drag my knee on like ramps because that's all we have here in Ontario. But it's like, you know, you see all those mountain roads, and there's it's it's almost ninety five, ninety eight percent like Harley type of bikes, right? There is very, very few sport bikes. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that is? Like, why? Like, why is it a cruiser paradise? Like, it's it's tight twisties. Why would you want to drive your lazy boy couch with an extra 200 pounds bolted to the back of it around that? It just, it just doesn't make sense to me. 
Yeah, I, I can't answer that one, man. I've never been a, a bike aficionado. It's just something for some reason I've uh, it's never excited me. And mm. uh, so, I, yeah, I don't. It's funny actually. A good friend of mine who um, was uh, I'm following it on Instagram. He's actually down there right now on his Ducati touring bike, and he's he's showing. He's like, I'm on the Blue Ridge Parkway. I'm in the back of the Dragon, and so he's uh, he's on his touring bike with his lady as well. Mm. And uh, I'm gonna have to ask him why, because uh, he has a. Uh, he also has a, a race bike as well, so I need to ask him why he, uh, or maybe because he has his old lady with him, is probably why he, he chose yeah, that bike. It's a little but, more uh, comfortable. Yeah, he's always up at uh, Calabogi racing, right? So he's a uh, he's a speed freak like us. That's uh, like Rez, you know. He likes to take that take that Cadillac CTSV because he's like it's so comfortable, but it's so fast too at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It would be actually an interesting experience to keep up with a bike on a mountain roads because everybody who we saw was not keeping up with us. <laughs> I can tell you having ridden sport bikes is um, the one area that sport bikes suck in is cornering speed. And I'm not saying suck like they're bad. I mean, like a very well-ridden sport bike will go fast around bends very fast is what I'm saying. But the equivalent supercar with four contact patches that are that are flat on the road rather than, you know, like a, a bend, like you lose contact patch when you're leaning a, a bike, generally speaking, um, far, far better cornering speed with a, a car. They've actually done lots of tests with with um, superbikes versus like you know supercars on racetracks, and you see the same thing every single time. Superbikes fast in a straightaway, pretty good on brakes, but around the bends, the supercar just like see you later. Yeah. Have you ever driven a, a seven twenty, uh, Sergey? I have, but for a very small period of time on uh, from a McLaren dealership around okay. little blocks thing and come back. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, so nothing like. Like, you know, actually stretching its legs. Eh? No, no, no. The thing that Is blew it... me away, because I drove the car on the racetrack back in the fall for like a, a track day, just to, you know, just feel the car out and, you know, test limits a little bit like that. But I had no idea that they were as high as they were when we were driving, you know, some of those roads. Like they were just, it was phenomenal. It was like Nirvana, man. It was like the hand of God came down from heaven and like pushes the car into the corners and it's like just glued there. It's awesome. Well, why won't you come out on July 31st with me to um, DDT? Toronto yeah. Sport uh, Driver Development Track. I have a buddy of mine who's coasting the whole track on July 31st. Come around with me. Let's have a race. Uh, uh, the, car, the car's in the shop. So the, so the 31st is Sunday then, right? Yeah. On the DDT, you're going to beat me because it's a smaller track. It's it's very tight. So, well, that's true. That's true. Certainly like, I'll, like I'll have no problem following you, but on the corners, you're like the quick transitions would probably be a little bit faster okay. uh august 5th uh, shannonville if you want to come around i'd be there as well okay uh <laughs> i should have the car back by then i'd send it in the shop because of all the yeah. the issues <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just parked it in right, the right, 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 right. what's that to my earlier point <laughs> yeah well look um that's all we're gonna know, say nothing else to say it's good yeah no it's <laughs> No, it's like, you know, just being honest and transparent, like, you know, McLarens do have their fucking like issues, right? It's like, um, I don't know what happened. I had a transmission warning uh, saying take it to the dealer that went away. I had a steering warning that said take it to the dealer and that also went away. Um, and then the parking sensors about a day and a half into the rally just completely failed. And every time I would come to a stop, like anything below 30K, they were always bonging and making noise, take it to the dealer, take it. It didn't affect the car's, you know, drivability. And both the roof panels cracked, obviously, from, you know, whatever they make it out of. I don't know if they make it out of Play-Doh or plastic or whatever, but those glass panels suck. They always crack. It's under warranty, though. 
Right, right, right. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the windshield's kind of uh, fragile, uh, so I need a new windshield too. I took a couple stone chips, but I'm not going to change that until after the fall rally, just because, right. like, yeah. what's the point? I'll just chip it again, probably. Yeah, the only uh, the only light that I usually get in my car is when uh, you and Sergey and you know John and Renato are uh, passing me, and it just comes up in the front and it says, "Get a fucking faster car, dummy." <laughs> that's, that's the only <laughs> Once I'm at, uh, am I allowed to say speed zero, Rich? Yeah. No, I don't know. Don't. Yeah. Don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> just just what make sure, you know, you cover it with the disclaimer that, you know, somewhere in Mexico. Yeah, when we were in Mexico and uh, we were driving at speeds that uh, we can't mention. It, uh, that, that's where your cars really uh, take the cake on mine. It, uh, it's, it's yeah. kind of you know what we didn't mention, though, Rich, and uh, is just um, so we've talked a lot about driving and the roads and all that stuff. But I, I think what what you know, is, is another highlight. I think that this, you know, obviously the roads are number one for me, but mm. then it's the, it's the camaraderie that we have. And, you know, that's how we all met, you know, have, having those, those dinners, the drinks, the fun we have, the pools, the bars, the night, the nightlife. It's just, it's, uh, it's incredible. And that's, uh, you know, how we, we've built this friendship and this bond. And, you know, I think from our very first rally four or five years ago, you know, we've created our own little kind of driving group and we're, you know, we're out almost every weekend and we, we get together all the time and we get together in our personal lives. And it's, 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 it's become this friendship that that's amazing. And it all started with, you know, like interest. So for me, I think that's another piece of the, uh, the rally that I actually really look forward to. That's a great point, dude. Cause I got a lot of people that like call into these shows and ask questions that are like, how do I find a group of like-minded you know, guys that think the way that I do, that like the stuff that I do. And it's like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, do you like cars? Join an exotic car club. You don't have an exotic car? Join the BMW club. You don't have a BMW? Join the Mercedes club. Join the Subaru club. Like, honestly, I started out in car clubs, probably with the Toronto Subaru club, I think is what it was. When I had my bug-eyed 2002 WRX, you know, with the World Rally Blue, I put a tune on it and some five zigging wheels and a big school boss, you know, like exhaust, a pop-pop exhaust sort of thing. Um, that was like the first car, car club that I joined was like driving a, a Subaru, right? And it's like moved from Subarus to German cars to, you know, 720s. So yeah, just start, like join a, a car club. If there's rally opportunities, if there's driving days, if there's track days, get social. Um, I even dated a really cute chick from the Subaru club, believe it or not. There was, uh, there was a couple of girls in that, uh, club too. So, you know, there's opportunities to date as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, there is, Rich. Yes, sir. Sergey. This is actually my first club, to be honest. It's Adam Drives. See, I met John only in uh, April. No, yeah. April. Yeah, where did you yeah, meet April. John? I took out my 911 GT3 to a classic car meet, okay. uh, which is happening in New Market on every Tuesday. Okay. And basically, I was there and Renato was there, and they're like, yo, guy, you, you know, they looked at me and was like, you obviously drive a car. I'm like, yeah, I actually do drive a car. Yeah. And I race my car and I take it to a track, uh, whatever, whatever basically car I have, I would take it to a track. So I had a different ones. And he's like, well, join Saturn Drive. So I'm like, what is this? And he, mm-hmm. John brought me in, and basically, you guys invited me as a, you know, an additional part of a family because. Uh, I think I just fit with my driving style to all the banana boys we have on a team. Yeah, you fit in perfectly as a crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like, I think that you're probably as enthusiastic as driving as Andrew is. Um, because when we were driving back, like it was raining, like it was moist. And you're on yeah. cup tires, which aren't very good in the rain. 
and there was a detour that we could have t- like like we had the option of map it. one which was like you know like the faster way back like the more direct highway route and then there was map two which just had some back road twisty sort of thing they're like okay i'm gonna get off highway see you guys later i'm gonna do the twisties it's like you're the only one pulling off the highway and we just keep going straight <laughs> and to be honest even like, though that's dedication flat, <laughs> even though i got a flat even though we were chopping uh with somebody's chainsaw a, a hydropole a broken tree and clearing the way for us to pass over mountains i stopped and fill up my car four times i was 35 kilometers behind you on a border <laughs> hang on a sec what a chainsaw telephone pole what, yeah yeah what happened on that road so there's no communications. The cell phones are down. Remember that storm which was happening, right? Yeah, so yeah, basically, yeah. by the time I get to some part of a mountain, the the tree fell down, mm. knock off a hydro pole, knock off a hydro wires. There's no lights nowhere. There's no cell phone reception, nothing. There's four okay. SUVs in the front. There's a guy pulling out the chainsaw and go, going in to cut a tree. So I parked my 911. I basically come out in a white shirt, nice light blue ju- uh, jeans and a white shoes and i'm going and hauling tree branches off to the side of a road in order for everybody to pass how were the roads the roads were a little bit moist but it was fun you know i did uh, two times sorry two to three times posted limit uh, above so mm. it, was, it was okay you know me being me nice um, roads though like were they well paved oh, yeah. nice nice oh yeah yeah no gravel yeah. whatsoever like absolutely amazing like saturn mm. did that map like honestly if it wasn't raining all of us would have took it yeah um, because of the rain only a few and while i was passing over that broken hydropole i put a nail in my tire oh actually oh, it's true yeah. so that's what happened but it's okay drove another 370 kilometers home and uh, got it fixed next day right just keep on pumping air <laughs> is there a is there a more powerful equivalent of the gt3 or, or is that like the gt2 gt3 then there's a gt3 rs and then there's a gt2 rs because so, i mean like your car has what 500 something horsepower 503 it's called 500 and yeah, 345 so does... torque so which is not much easier yeah but to say 503 like the car needs more power it's kind of absurd yeah. to some people watching that you know drive like a regular car with 150 horsepower it's like i mean you're competing with 700 horsepower 850 horse like that like that 720 with a pop-pop tune you know with the flames yeah. You said that thing's got about 850 horsepower. And Absolutely. I went with him on the highway and that thing fucking moves. And there's nothing else there that could take me. Like that was definitely the fastest car there. Actually, probably a 765 LT. 765, but I, I was going to say, yeah. But I think the LT, if I'm not mistaken, Ange went and played with uh, Pop Pop uh, down in Mexico. And I think Pop Pop was considerably faster. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And but, yeah, uh, actually, Greg, we we had an AMG uh, GTR, not a uh, GTS. There was a, a GTR, and I've I've chased the AMG GTR um, on roads, and it's fast car. I've also chased a AMG GTR Black Series at uh, Mossport, uh, and that's a very quick car. And I actually had no trouble keeping up with the AMG GTR Black Series. I was surprised. I thought I would have a little bit of a tough time, but no issues. No, the, Could have your, been your driver talent. Strayways, your car on straightaways is very, very fast, very fast, Rich. I mean, I had an AMG GTC. I got rid of it last year. And then I had a 718 Spider, And um, yeah, it was a fast car. It just, it was not a cornering car. Let's put it this way. Mm. So It's got that big nose, right? That big, heavy front end. It's like Guy's car. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's, it's tail happy. Let's put it this way. 
So any, any twist you do, any, any 90 degree turn you're doing over 17 kilometers an hour, it will slide. That's as simple as that. Mm. I think, yeah, I think guys has the, uh, the rear steering, right? Right. So I think he's a little more. So, so that, that one as well, that one yeah. I had as well. So, but again, it's, uh, I'm comparing to what I have right now. Right. And I can't compare that to GT3. GT3 holds the road better. It's a slower car, uh, but it's a better all around car. Let's put it this way. Again, we will see what my McLaren does and we will see what my Huracan STO will, 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 will tell to me. And uh, we have a few more discoveries to do before I settle in. And, uh, yeah. you know, probably in the two years, I can tell, let you know exactly which one is the best one. I just want to take a break for a sec just to make sure that I'm respecting your time because I know you said that you had to go, Sergey. I'm good. I'm actually good. I'm good. You're good? No, okay. no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I usually take calls with the show. So I've dropped the StreamYard link and I've pinned it to the top of the live chat on YouTube. So if you guys want to hop in and ask a question, open open anything. It doesn't have to be about Cars of the Rally. I've, I've left the link there. So um, feel free to hop in. But we're just going to keep shooting the shit. Um, next car... What do you have your eyes on, Paul? Because I want to ask you, because you're like, light comes on a dashboard, like I need something faster. Yeah, so I, I told you, I, I don't know if you were there on the, uh, the the fall rally last year, Rich, when we kind of stopped at, uh, I don't know, we stopped somewhere for butter tarts. I don't know, for some reason. Our oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stopped yeah. for butter tarts. And, I think I skipped uh, the butter tart stop. I was like, yeah, I've been eating shit for three days. Exactly. But uh, churros are a different story. I'll tell you that. Ch churros are a totally different story because you have to have them two times. <laughs> but... Uh, so we were at one of the stops, and uh, I was. Uh, it was uh, Renato's old uh, 720, the one he before he got his new one. And uh, I looked at it. I said, "Yes, yeah, Renato." I said, "Your cars are perfect. Your setups." I said, "Like we're with the same height, same build, uh, same everything." I'm like, "I wouldn't have to do anything." So he's like, "Okay, here, take the keys." And I had my brother-in-law with me in my car in the rally. He actually might be watching right now. I'm not sure. Mm. And uh, Dave, if you are, hello. But uh, so he gives me the keys to his uh, to his Turbo S, and I took it for the next leg. I don't know what it was, half hour, forty minutes, and I was right behind Johnny. And Johnny's like, "Okay, Polly, let's go." So I'm driving, you know, Red Renato's Turbo S, and Johnny's driving his. And Dave was in the car with Renato in, in my uh, my C4. And <laughs> Renato says to Dave, "He goes, watch what he says when he gets out of the car." So uh, I get out of the car and I looked at Renato I'm like, "You're an ass." I said, uh, you know, you are, you've ruined me now. I said, no, I'm going to have to trade up to one of these things. And Renato looked at Dave and they started laughing. That's what Renato told Dave I was going to say. But uh, yeah. I think if, if it's either that car would be a, a, a Turbo S or the one you just mentioned, uh, uh, gave the uh, Super Trofeo Elegante, the STO. I don't think that, you'd fit uh, in that, dude, because the Huracan's got no headroom in it. I know. When I was with uh, Frank in Miami, it was very tight. <laughs> have you sat in Kyle's car? His new same Evo, as Frank's. same as Frankie's. Yeah, but I think Frank his has like spider, so there's a little more room in Frank's than Kyle's. Yeah, I was gonna say because like that soft top probably gives a little bit more give, but yeah. in but in Kyle's car, like I was sitting in it like this, like I was basically looking at the windshield like this, right? I couldn't put my head upright. Yeah, yeah. Paul, if if you're looking for a Huracan, then Technica would probably do for you better because it has the extra about two inches of headroom. You could you would actually fit right. in Technica. Right. It's a right. different silhouette. Uh, I do have one of the allocations which I most likely will not need. So if you want to take it over, just let me know. Mm. What about you, Sergey? What's your, you know, what's your dream ride? I'm in, I'm, I'm in discovery. I think for me, discovery. I like probably. <laughs> I think I will go through a bunch of them right now for next year and a half, and I think I will settle on GT2 RS. I think this would be the. the the grail for me. I You're talking about like the like the 991 version or the new one coming no, out? No, no. I am hoping the new one 992 will come out. And I'm hoping that, uh, like, I know I have a location for GT3 RS, mm. uh, which is going to be delivered to me 
probably beginning of next year, summer of next year. I know I have that deal made already with uh, uh, this Porsche Rockwell, but uh, in reality, it's not going to be much, much, much faster than what I have. I have a couple of Turbo S's on order. I'm not sure when I'm going to get that, but I think the Grail for me, GT2 RS, would probably do for me. It will do the roads how I like them in GT3, but it will also keep up with 720, 765 LT, you know, on the straightaways. Because right now, what I'm like, I love my car. To be honest, I think it's the best car I had so far, and I had quite a few of them. I am missing a top speed. I am missing about 200 horsepower, maybe 250 in my car in yeah. order for it to be like one, one will not give away kind of idea, but mm -hmm. uh, it's just so not enough horses. You, would you, would you get the, the racing seats or the touring seats in that car? Cause man, I, I, I've driven that one and the, the, the seats on a long journey are not comfortable in that GT2. So I would probably get what I have 18 speed, 18 way adjustable. I don't like the racing seats. Yeah, uh, remember, you have to drive to a track and you will drive it back from a track. It's a car which don't need to be towed to a track to have fun. You, the Porsches are meant to be driven to there and then drive it back without mm -hmm. doing anything to the car. Yeah. Uh, so I would get like my typical setups is comfort all in inside and let the mechanics and the car and do the rest of it. Just, you know, do what it does on a track. Yeah, so that's would, typical would, my yeah. setup. Yeah, do you do you ever turn off the the uh, stability control when you're driving on those roads, or you leave it on? On a on a twisty roads, no, you have to leave it on. You have to be insane to take it off. If you were in a Turbo S with an all wheel drive, I can see taking off one of the one of the dials down mm. because you will get into a drift, but you will not slip out, and then the front wheels will pull you out. I mm -hmm. think that's what Johnny did anyways on his stage two. Uh, for me, keeping in mind, and, and for you, it's only rear wheel drives. If we make a mistake, there's no front end to pull us out. And especially mm -hmm. with me weight at the back, it will spin me out. So no, I wouldn't advise anybody to take the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the ESP and uh, traction controls off. On a track, however, if you think that you know your car very well and you have a bit of a runway and you want to have fun and try to do some you know some drifts yeah have fun but roads and especially twist roads mm -hmm. my advice to you you know michael schumacher you know lewis hamilton keep it on guys you want to be alive yeah i would i would co-sign that for sure i i um i spend my winter time you know, like in snowstorms driving my car it's like everybody else would hide inside. And as soon as I saw the roads covered in snow, it'd be like, oh, I got to go outside and, you know, drift. So it's like, yeah. that's how you learn car control yeah. is in yeah. slippery conditions. Yeah. And most people avoid slippery conditions, right? So, I mean, you know, you can go out, you know, you can enjoy it, slide the car around. I remember this one time I was, I don't know if you guys remember the Chevy Chevette. Yeah. Yeah. I used to tell people I had a white vet back in the early 80s. Yeah, Rich. Rear drive, four banger, you know. Poor kid like me, you know, could afford it when I was 19. I'm driving down the road in a snowstorm. I'm fishtailing and sliding it all over. And I do a big donut. I spin around. My buddy goes, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You know, do it again. So I do it again. Over the crest of the hill comes headlights. I'm like, ah, it's probably nothing. Gets a little closer. It's a cop. <laughs> so I come up with this bright idea. I'm just going to turn around and go home. <laughs> I get pulled over right in front of my house. <laughs> Both of my parents come out. The cherries are on. <laughs> Good times, man. No storm coming down. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, these, yeah, these things are fun, man. You know, they're a lot more than just, um, than just driving and ripping it up and just being like adult uh, children sort of thing. 
Uh, Chris asked a question over here as a business owner, I'm inspired by seasoned gentlemen. Forgive me if you'd rather not discuss, but what business are these guys in? I'm very inspired. Um, Sergey, do you want to tell them what you're, I mean, you have it right there in your <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, I have a public company, which I run. Uh, it's public in Jamaica to be public on TSX, probably beginning of next year. So Toronto Stock Exchange, I, uh, I'm in finance and uh, real estate. So we build, um, we build condominiums, we develop, uh, you know, pieces of land as a developers, as a, that's my private company. And as my public company, we basically land second, first and second mortgages uh, against residential homes in uh, Toronto. I have another 11 businesses, which are just joint ventures, and I just invest in different uh, revenues, uh, revenue streams. That's, that's basically in a few sentences about me. Paul? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in the, the hospitality world. Um, I've actually just uh, kind of started and registered uh, a new business, which, uh, you know, more to, uh, more to come on that. But, uh, you know, kind of still within the, the hospitality realm of, of uh, you know the, the the business you could say, but uh, yeah, I've, uh, I'm in the hospitality world. Yeah, and I I'd, I'd estimate probably everybody, with the exception of like one or two. I think Rich. Uh, I think Saturn's uh, um, daughter's boyfriend. I think he's an employee somewhere. I think there's one or two other guys that are um, like. There's some you know, like lower price point cars, you know, like you can get into, like you can get into a rally like this with a Cayman, right? Like a regular Cayman. I mean, you're gonna have a hard time keeping up in some of the areas, but yeah, like you can get in with a car like that. So, but I mean, the vast majority of the guys that are like into like the, you know, uh, doing stuff in Mexico sort of stuff, um, they're all business owners, man. Like um, there's a lot of guys in the trades and in construction, um, lumber brokering, uh, concrete forming, stucco. Um, I, I don't even know what Ange does. He's got so many things going on, but he's got such a huge car collection. But big like, developer, big big yeah, developer. Like like very well established guys that have been you know running their business and they just like spending it on cool shit, which happens to be cars. But they're also like some of the most generous people that you'll come across too, right? Like they're very kind, they're very giving. I mean, like. You go to the cars and coffee and kids come up to us and they're like, hey, you know, it's a cool car. So you open the door. Yeah, go ahead, kid. You know, sit inside, take a picture. And mom's taking the picture sort of thing. It's like they I think Ange has a couple of nonprofits that he runs as well, you know, yes. dealing with hospitals and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So it's like many different lines of work. But generally speaking, they're uh, self-employed, you know, for the most part anyway. Um Anything else that we should talk about? I, I got a bunch of guys that are waiting to hop in here in like the green room that want to ask questions. They're probably not going to be car related. You guys are more than welcome to stick around and, you know, see how this podcast goes sometimes. But, uh, you know, if you need to bounce or do anything else, that's yeah, fine. that's cool, I'll too. Um, did you guys want to talk about anything else before I bring these guys in and start, you know, taking some questions? Yeah, I think you said it, Rich. If, uh, if you have a passion and a desire to get involved in, in things like this, you know, do what you can afford and, and, you know, just kind of go at your own pace and uh, just kind of go for it, man, because you, uh, you meet a lot of amazing people and you just don't know what kind of doors it's going to open. And then networking that it, uh, that it does for you spectacularly. Yeah. I mean, just, just start somewhere. I mean, you like cars, join car clubs, you like motorcycles, join motorcycle clubs. I used to do Finch and Western road in uh, Toronto when I used to ride sport bikes 
I see your face, you know, lit up there for a second. I bet you've been there before, right, Sergey, with the Hayabusa? Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. we used to go there, then we'd head up to Trivago Road, and we'd, like, drag race the bikes in the middle of the night. I mean, like... Yeah, and then 400 highway and, like, helicopters around, yes. Yeah, like, you know, croc, like, crotch rockets are what? Like, seven, eight grand for something that's fast? Even a 600 will do, you know, it'll get you out there. You know, if you want to interact with guys, you know, like, fast stuff, then, you know, put yourself out there and join join up and hey where do guys meet up join a facebook group and find out where the bikes meet up find out where the the subarus and the hondas and the acuras and the audis and you know they have all their meetups and just start utilizing you know your mode of transportation as an opportunity to network i'll tell you a funny story um buddy of mine lives in texas and he owns a whole bunch of uh critical care clinics and um you know he's got a mclaren he pulls up to this cars and coffee type event and this and this woman you know runs up to him he sends me a picture of her and, uh, you know, starts chatting him up. Oh, I love these cars. McLarens are so awesome. You know, my company sponsors a race team, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, which company do you work for? Um, I'm not going to mention the company name or her because whatever. But um, it's basically like a, a Forbes list tech company, right? Massive, massive company, you know, sort of thing. So it's like like opportunities to network and meet people and do business with people will arise out of, you know, just doing fun shit with guys that you like, right? It's, you know, it's inevitable, right? I'm sure at some point, either we will or some combination of, you know, other guys in the club will end up doing business together or making connections or networking sort of thing. It's just inevitable. It's going to happen, right? Um, I'm going to run my ad reel. It's like a two-minute ad reel, guys. So just stand by while it, while, it, while it runs, and then we're going to take some call-in questions, all right? This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplement Line, Grondike Soap Company, and Chad's Face Scrub. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplement Line. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients, and unlike cheap supplements from China and plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine-disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is an easily digested bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by their various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or just use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Men, I use Tactical Soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical Soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine-lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Gentlemen, my go-to face scrub to keep this manly face clean and clear is Chad's. Again, it's incredibly important to me to only use products with all natural ingredients without nasty chemicals that disrupt male hormone levels or convert to estrogen in your body. And unlike watery scrubs that slip between your fingers, this thick face scrub with black lava sand gives you powerful results in one go. Visit getchads.com and you'll be redirected to the Amazon store you'll get 10% off when you use coupon code getchads10. You can find all the links I've just mentioned pinned below in the top YouTube comment. 
If you want to learn more about why I endorse these natural products to my audience, search on my YouTube channel for an episode I did with Dr. Anthony J titled Playing to Win Number 21, How Estrogenics Make You Fat, Sick, and Infertile with Dr. Anthony J. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> now you guys know what I do for a living. You're always like, what does Rich do? Written books, do YouTube. Supplement line, some of the things that goes on in my life. Anyway, I just want to know about that uh, that rugged, handsome, good-looking face uh, mentioned over there. Uh, oh, about that, Rich. Speaking of rugged, handsome, and good-looking faces, look who we got in the house. <laughs> look at that! Look at that! Look at those two. How are you guys? Look what at you those up to? pivotals. Hey guys, interesting what you guys are talking about. We all had a great time. It's phenomenal it was, time. Yeah, we were just you know like doing a recap and talking rally stuff and car stuff. So. Yeah, always interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I was hey, just telling Vincenzo, hey, you should share your your uh, experience at the at the Dragon's Tale and all the drive that we did those uh, six days. Yeah, what was that uh, like for you? Because you got to drive some of that too, eh? Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. You know, I'm I'm only been driving for three or four years, and I'm lucky enough to drive all these amazing and fast cars. So um, to be able to do this and to drive behind we were behind a hurricane most of the time so i was i was keeping up and it was fun yeah yeah pretty much yeah. it and you guys were in the amg gtr right yes yeah. yes yeah. were you behind kirk or which which uh, hurricane uh i think it was hurricane i'm not sure what his name it was is. the burgundy one yeah oh yeah yeah the newer evo one yeah it was a great experience yeah phenomenal great we'll fun. Do it again at any given time it's awesome. such a great group of guys. You hit it right on, Rich, when you said uh, the people that you meet on a group like this is just uh, it's people. People think that guys with exotic cars have like, you know, uh, they're compensating for something. Is usually where people go like automatically. Oh, he must have a small peepee because he's got a big fast car, sort of thing. It's like you don't understand that it's that it's more than just a fast car that's fun. It's like a toy for an adult. It's just it's just like. You know, as you get older, the toys just get a little bit more expensive, you know, versus like when you're a mm -hmm. kid and you have to look at it at more than just a car or a toy. It's also an investment into your network. I always tell guys, your network is your net worth, right? And, you know, if you can put yourself in a room where there's smarter guys in the room that are doing interesting and different things, then it's a good thing for you, right? Because you're always the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You hang out with, you know, guys with a bus pass and you have you know, an exotic car, there's a bit of a problem there, right? Yep. 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 Is what well, it is, right? We, we've been blessed that we're able to experience all this with our, with our friends and family. Yeah. And, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's like the it's, best experience ever. Yeah. This last six day has been uh, one of the best experiences ever, especially I get to enjoy it with my son. There's Amazing. some ups and downs. <laughs> bound to be right but bound it happens it happens we had we had some issues but we made it back and forth we're good yeah everybody came back in one piece you're still sitting in the same room yeah, that's right yeah that's right yeah. Ha has to be that way all right um i'm gonna pull you guys out and i'm gonna start pulling in some of the uh call and stuff thanks for popping in no all problem right, nice you. to see you guys thanks. all right boys good to see him pop in man that was awesome uh let's see good what mike's got for us mikey you're muted right now hey what's up rich how you doing what do you got brother Nothing much. Um, so I want to shout out to you. Been read, I read your book. Great book. Recommended it to all my guy friends. Um, it's really changed my life and just, just the way I live my life and chasing excellence instead of 
other things that most young guys like me want to want to chase after you know let me ask you um, a question what is what does chasing excellence mean to you what does that mean yeah it was funny uh that you asked that question because i saw a real earlier today it was uh, adam sosnick on a sauce cast he was talking mm. with rollo on mm. defining excellence because mm. excellence can be different for different people at least for me um, I'm starting off in the corporate world. It's funny that you mentioned your friend in that McLaren and that lady that walked up to him, um, that tech company. I actually work for that tech company right now. Mm, so. Okay. All yeah. right. So I know you, you, know, you work for, yeah, I think some people get confused when I talk about chasing accents. And I think that, I think I know the real you're talking about. Um, I think Rolla got confused on it too, surprisingly, but um, it's a holistic approach to life, right? It's not just making money, right? It, like, Chasing excellence to me is maxing out in, in every area that I possibly can to become the best version of myself. So I have the best experience as a guy, right? That's what it means to me. I just wanted to get some clarity on what it meant to you. Yeah, that's a great question. I guess my question is actually later on this weekend, mm -hmm. I'm going to go through my MSF course, eventually get my motorcycle license and cool. been looking at some bikes. I'm not too familiar with bikes, so. What would you recommend as a starter bike? How get? tall are you? Six foot. You can get on a, I guess they have 400s now, don't they, Sergey? They've got like 300s and 400s now? Yeah, Sport I think, bikes? I think they have a few. I mean, the best one, I would say it's uh, the 600s. I mean, it suits everything. Yeah. But yeah. Ins insurance is a question. Well, I mean, like the problem with the 600s, when I got on a 600, I got on a Katana 600, which was an air and oil cooled bike. And I think it had like 85 horsepower, maybe 90 or something like that. You get into 600s now and they've got like 115 horsepower and they're lighter too. So I wouldn't recommend a 600 super sport. Like, do you like sport bikes or do you like cruiser bikes? That's the thing. I mean, I'm used to just riding on, on fast things, jet skis. Okay. So you want a sport bike then? Mobiles. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm also probably going to most likely use it to commute. I have an older car, and with car prices right now, I'm not really looking to purchase a new car yet. So, Do you know what the clip-ons are? No. So with motorcycles, they either clip on the handlebars below the triple tree or above it, right? If it's below, it's always going to be like a super sport bike, like a track bike that you'd want to hang off sort of thing. Don't get one of those. They have... They have 600 series bikes with like the bars that are just above the clip-ons. Um, and they're like sport touring bikes. So if you're going to use it as a daily rider and it's the first bike, it's going to be a little bit easier for you is what I'd say. Sweet. Yeah, I'll probably go with that. And the thing is, this is a starter bike. I'm not planning to have this bike forever. I'll probably eventually upgrade to, if I want more of a sport bike, I can upgrade to a sport bike type mm -hmm. of thing. So, Yeah. Um, you're going to drop it. Right. Like it's going to go down at some point. Just make sure you're wearing a helmet and leather and shit like that. So if you go down with it, you're not, gonna, you're not going to get bashed up because road rash sucks. I've seen guys with bad road rash wear gear until you figure out how to ride a bike properly. Like get a Suzuki SV650X and you'll you be fine. That's, yeah. That will suit you well. Yeah. That'll be it's a, fun. It's a, high, it's, a, it's a higher bike. It can also do a little bit of off-road. You can also keep up with the sport bikes. Cannot twist as much, but uh, as a daily, it's a much more comfortable bike. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. I appreciate it. All right, Mike. Take care, brother. I get all kinds of questions. Let's see what Andy's got for us. Rich, my brother, what's happening? What's up, my man?
Hey, great show. I'm a huge car guy, and this has been a great change of pace tonight. So first of all, I wanted to show you order come in today. Nice. And I'm going to turn this camera around. You can show me your garage. This or? is not a McLaren, but okay. yeah, this is in my garage. That's my 99 Pontiac Firehawk. There were 719 of those made in 1999. This is 381. Does that have T-tops on it? Production number. Um, a bit different take on the... What's that? Does that car have T-tops on it? It looks like it does, yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Right? Yeah, T-tops are like a lost yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. T-tops yeah. are so cool. You got to slam they did, that I don't, thing, man. You, it looks like a 4 by 4 <laughs> yeah. Do you know what they did with this car, Rich? It's actually it's a it's a Firehawk. I don't know if you if you've ever seen the Firehawk before. Yeah, a buddy of mine had but a. Have you ever seen it or heard of it? Pontiac Trans Am. We used to call it the Fire Chicken because it had the big bird on the hood. What's the deal with the Firehawk? Oh, I lost him. His signal cooked. <laughs> Corey, what's up, buddy? You're muted, by the way. You got to take yourself off mute. Hey, Rich, what's going on? What's shaking? I'm a big fan. I just want to say that first. I found your channel like a month or two ago, and I've been watching ever since. I think mm -hmm. you're really cool. I read your book. Um, it was very insightful. I really liked it. Um, I should read more books like that. Um, I have well, a you're question. In luck. There's another one coming out next year. <laughs> by you? Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, so my I have a question. Um, I'm 20 years old. Um, I've been consuming. It's not about cars. I've been consuming um, like this red pill type content ever since I was like 14. Mm -hmm. It started with like smaller channels on YouTube talking about it. Basically, it was just self improvement. Mm -hmm. But they 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 sometimes slipped in things about women and finances and clothes and things like that. Yeah. Um. So I'm turning 20. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm turning 20 next month. I just started living with myself. My sister just moved out like a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, I, I got a good job that pays well. I'm trying to upgrade myself, but um, I'm trying to get a car. I'm trying to work out. My question is, I want to upgrade my financial situation. And as a guy who's about to turn 20, who has basically no clue on how to make money, what would you say to me? Well, um, your best wealth creation method that I'm aware of is becoming an entrepreneur. Um, yeah, that's what I want. But yeah, like if you want to like you want to drive the kind of cars like, you know, the high end exotics and shit like that, it's always going to be a guy that runs his own business because the only other opportunities you have is like a C-suite guy, CEO, CTO, CFO, you know, chief technology, whatever, like somebody in like the C-suite that kind of moved up the ranks. There's that option. High ticket sales. You're selling yachts, uh, jet planes, you know, shit like that. Private jets. Uh, what else? Designated professionals, lawyers, doctors, surgeons, you know, uh, can make yeah. some serious bank. Those would be the main things, right? I mean, Sergey's an entrepreneur. Paul's in a hospitality business, right? Um, you got to figure out can a way I, to start up a business is basically, can, you know, what it boils down to. Can I jump in for a second? Go ahead, Sergey. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was 21. I started as a realtor. So I had a day job. Uh, I have my law degree, so uh, from back home. So I was a paralegal from nine to five, 
for Monday to Friday. But after five, you get your real estate license. So that basically gives you some additional capital. You also get to meet different clients. You also get to meet different peoples and you also interact in the financial field and investment fields. So if you're 20 and, uh, you know, not sure where you're from, but um, it never hurts to have a realtor's license. Just sign up as one of the teams. They will give you leads. You will learn for a year or two. And, you know, but don't quit your your daily job right away until you know for sure that, uh, you know, you have a sustainable income of, uh, sustainable basically income from, from your sales. Uh, but that's, that's a cheat sheet uh, for somebody who's very young. And if you have, you know, weekends to spare and you don't care to go out with your friends while Saturday and Sundays will be your most busiest way, uh, days to do open houses and other things, that will score you some real money. So to give you an example, in 2006, I was doing over $300,000 uh, per year while I was 23 in real estate, while my paralegal job paid me 42,000 bucks. That's just an example. Yeah. So your advice would be to get my uh, real estate license. Yeah, yeah, but if, don't, if that, don't if that's sell what you like. real estate, like, you know, make sure you're dealing with like, because it's a percentage of the value of the house, right? So if you're selling, yeah. you know, $30,000 trailers, you're not going to make much money. Okay. Rich, can I jump in real quick here? Yeah, go ahead, Paulie. Yeah. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, Corey, something that, uh, that I've done as well, and I wish I had done it a, a lot sooner was, you know, still in the real estate game. But, uh, you know, what, what I've done over the last few years is, you know, um, purchase pre-construction condos. And you get in with a good, uh, you know, real estate agent. You know, I've got a, I've got a great real estate agent who is, you know, one of these preferred realtors. And he comes to me that says, and he'll say, hey, Paul, you know, this builder has two units left. They only want 5% down until they close. And so if you can, you know, you're going to have to save some money first. But if, if, you, if you have a little bit of money put aside, you're only putting 5% down to the purchase price. And then before it close, before it closes, you do what you call an assignment. And so you, so you sell it. And so you've made yourself 50, 75, $100,000 on your initial investment of, you know, whatever, let's say it's a million dollar condo and you're putting down 5%, it's 50 grand, you know, you sell it, you know, a year later and you've made before it's even finished and you've made yourself $75,000, And, you know, I've managed to do that a few times now and just continuing to, uh, to do that. So another way that you can, you know, kind of accumulate a little bit of money is by, uh, by doing that. Obviously COVID's, uh, you know, pushed things back a couple of years. Uh, in terms of finishing, but th that's also another way that uh, you can start amassing a little bit of wealth. One of the key things about that too is you never even make a mortgage payment. You don't pay any property taxes. Never. Yeah. Not if you assign it. No, you have to pay your capital gains, but you're only paying, you know, 50% of the capital that, uh, that you're making, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You never, if you don't want to, you never make a mortgage payment or, or anything. And, uh, so, you know, should you choose to keep it, you, you rent it as and you become a landlord and you can, you know, I did that for a few years as well. So, so Paul, to add to those, what, how I made my fortune is I used to bring clients like you to buy things. And a builder, basically, on a brand new condos pay you anywhere between 3 to 5%. So instead of me collecting my, my commissions, I was getting those commissions and asking a builder to assign me a couple units instead of actually paying to me and assign my commissions as part of a down payment. And I'd be writing along with you without having a skin in the game whatsoever. Really While awesome. I had my daily job to actually sustain my uh, crappy living until mm -hmm. basically <laughs> all those units, all, until those units have closed up, and I had uh, like my kick in two thousand and seven was about twenty six units in a similar fashion of what you just said, and I got myself another twelve units by just assigning my commissions as done payments. How old and are you now, Sergey? I'm I'm 
38 and I retired when I was 33. So, yeah. And to put in perspective, you said that this is right. 21 when you first started to figure this out. I, I, as a 21, I was, I started as a paralegal in Canada by 24. I was a realtor. How old were you when you came here? Uh, 15 and a half. Okay. And did you speak much English or was it? No, not much. I don't like it is today. It's the same, right? I was, was going to yeah. say that. Virgin, was <laughs> I got some first. Okay. We love you. <laughs> yeah. So now, like, now they, they, they came uh, with not much in 1999. Yeah. It's uh, $14,300 for my mom, my dad, and myself. Uh, yeah. You know, apartments that time was 1400 bucks a month. You got to pay first and last month. So five grand goes, uh, you know, not much left. By yeah. day 56, I was working. Yeah. Yeah. It, like the immigrant mindset when applied to a new world like Canada or the United States, you know, for example, it's very powerful. Um, you know, there was a time where that was just common, you know, and now it's very uncommon, right? People don't have the hustle. They don't have the want, they don't have like the strong burning desire to go and do something. It's like, I don't know what to do. You know, it's like, well, you can start by, you know, not sitting around playing video games all day, you know, stuffing your face with Cheetos and, you know, getting out in the world and figuring some stuff out. But Corey's here, you know, he's asking some questions and they're all, they're all totally, you know, legit. Was that helpful, Corey? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a lot. Hopefully I can remember uh, most of that or some of it. Well, good thing it's recording. So you can always go back and, you know, hit the rewind and play it back a little slower when Sergey's talking because, you know. <laughs> He's the easiest to understand out of all. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, one more thing, if yeah, I man. can. Um, do you have any recommended books about uh, money? That I talk about this all the time, read. so I'll let Sergey and Paul read. chime in because they're guests. Read today. mine. I have a book. It's available on my website. I wrote one about September of 2020, so I have a book published as well. What's it called? <laughs> Uh, just go on my website, equitylandmake.com, click a button book. It's fully available online for free. It's there all about go. investments. Yeah, like yeah. Awesome. For me, I think it was uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Rich Dad. Oh, I read that one actually. Yeah. That's uh, you know that that just that that one line. The you know when you're talking about the students, the A's and the B's working for the C's, right? There's uh, yeah. And yeah. that's uh, that that couldn't be more prevalent. Rich in our group, I think. Yeah. With the exception <laughs> of a couple of us. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, very 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 true uh, true statement. Yeah. Yeah, I've read a couple of uh, books about money. That was one of them. Good. All right, Corey. Thanks, bud. Thank you. All right, that's some good advice. You're uh, you're actually pretty good at this, Sergey. All right, we Dude, got the Chad. My headset Chad. just crapped out. Can you hear me? The Chad. What's up, buddy? Can you hear me? I can't hardly hear you at all. You, uh, do I have to yell? Sorry, I'm gonna have to bail. This is not working. I just all wanted right. to say uh, I love the car stuff. I wish I could join, and. I hope you guys had fun. Did you try Wolfpin Gap? Because that is awesome. No. Anyway, I can't hear you. All right, no problem. Thanks, I'm buddy. out. Okay. <laughs> Wolfpin Gap. I've never heard of that sequence of roads, but I think Saturn was saying like if you do, you know, the entire Blue Ridge Parkway, it's like a ten-hour drive. Apparently, is what I heard. It's, it's it's yeah, it's like two and a half days, Rich. So um, yeah, we'll have to do that again. At the speeds we're right. going, I right. think we can cut it in half safely. <laughs> I, I'd I'd like to do the, like like the same level of driving and type of roads, but I want to get to a hotel at like five thirty six, and it has a pool. Because after you've been driving, and it's like like my car showed me forty degrees Celsius a few times during oh, yeah. that road trip. It was hot, like you know, for a couple of days. I want to be chilling in a pool with a nice cold drink. 
Yeah, we do that a couple of times, Rich. We got um, pool time at that one place with that rooftop. Not Knoxville? Was it Knoxville? Yeah, Knoxville or Lexington. Yeah, I don't Knoxville. know. Yeah. yeah, but that place is pretty sick too. Yeah, it's nice, man. You know, it's nice to travel down through, you know, through the States and see some different cities and hang out with guys and just, you know, rack up the miles after, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, shenanigans. Oh, hang on. Hang on. We got somebody else in the house. What's going on, man? Oh, you got to turn down the, the um, other video because you're getting the feedback loop. What's going on, man? Same old, same old. Hello. You gotta turn down uh, the um, other video because you're getting the feedback. There you go. Perfect. The man I'm, responsible for our 360 video. I'm 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 still trying to download the freaking video, man. I'm going through all the folders and they're like 6K, so they're taking forever. So I'm going to try another couple of uh, drives and see if I can find it. But we're not going to talk about the details here. So I keep on looking at those videos and I keep on finding so many videos. Um, I think my favorite so far, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I think it was the one with you. And Sergi, uh, you know where I'm going with this? You the one in Mexico. Yourself? Yeah, the one in the Mexico. In Mexico. Yeah. The yeah, one, the time that we were in Mexico. Yeah, that one there, and um, it was amazing. <laughs> uh, I have to agree with you guys. I was listening to you guys. Uh, although we did the tail of the dragon, the back of the dragon, the claw of the dragon, everything else was incredible. Best. It's my first time. That I joined that rally for, for the five day. Obviously, as you guys know, I've done so many three days with you guys. But the Blue Ridge was is most definitely by far the best. Yeah, phenomenal roads. Yeah, yeah. crazy roads, beautiful. And uh, I'm going to be doing it back in. Um, I'm going to pick up my car for the uh, three day slash five day that we're going to have now coming up with Saturdays. Um, I'm going, and so when I come back from Florida, I'm when I'm actually making a pit stop in Tennessee, and I'm going to do the uh, Tale of the Dragon again. Nice. Yeah, and I think Good Andrew chance. from Shut Up and Drive is going to be joining me. I'm going to trailer his car there, leave him there, pick up mine, go back, meet up with him, and, and do it. Oh, I could see Andrew doing that. He's you know he's all about driving everywhere whenever he can. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, that'll be great for you guys, man. You guys have a blast, especially in the fall too. Like if it's like color changing time around September, October? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's going to be at the end of August, I think, because I'm leaving Wednesday. You guys don't know yet, but I'm leaving Wednesday. I'm going back to Florida. And um, I'm going to be back, I think, August 10th. And I'm leaving again the 12th. Then I'll be back the 19th. So I think the 21st, I'll be going back to Florida. And I got to be back for the uh, three-day slash nice. five-day. So, How is it a five-day? Well, we were talking in our chat group that a few of us are extending it. We're doing the three-day with Saturn. Okay. And then we're going to be – you're part of the chat, man. You should know about this. I don't – yeah, I have to, yeah, I have to catch up on the messages. We're talking about extending it an extra two, three days for us guys, like for – I'll do that. The Serious yeah. Drives guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So – Okay, yeah. Um, Saturn's going to make the maps for us, Rich. All right, yeah. As long as the car's running, I'm, I'm down, man. Let's do it. Yeah, it'll be good. It's awesome. So – Cool, but Sergi cool. can't come, I think. You you can't. Come. My son, my son's birthday, guys. I, I can't. I wish I can, but you know, you guys just, gotta do just, this. Uh, just lend me your car, Sergi. It's uh, we'll be okay. 
by that time, it will be a McLaren 1BGT3. I'll just take the GT3. I don't want the McLaren. It'll, no, it'll no, be, the GT3 it'll be is interesting. Gone It'll be interesting to hear your feedback on a Arturo, which is basically like a mini P1, kind of like an NSX. Actually, it's not like an NSX because it's only rear drive. It's, only it's hybrid, but it's rear drive. So it's more like a mini mini kind of P1, right? Well, I'll let you know in about a month. I actually, you know, we make it simple. I just give you the keys and you compare it to 720 and let me know. Because I will give you an actual feedback against the GT3. And... Uh, Hopefully, I'm wrong about the McLaren, but we'll see how how it goes. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully they can get all the bugs worked out because from all from all the press car videos that I've seen, there there's yeah. like constant issues with them right right now. Yes, that's that's why I'm saying hopefully I'm wrong about McLaren. Yeah, but uh, Blue Ridge did really live, uh, you know, at least on me and uh, reach uh, some very nice, fine, uh, epic stamp for the rest of our lives how was the how was the footage going down the blue ridge when i was chasing uh sergey did you see it laura yeah i see I, I i still have to go through a lot of it yeah uh, i mean six days of that thing just recording 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 it's, it's insane the amount of videos but as you know i uploaded it so um saturn a lot of people see it on the ace Bay rally mm -hmm. as well as i got the sunny's working on it uh he's editing some of it i got you going on there uh, there's a whack of us guys. I just gave everybody permission, so this way nobody is actually relying on on me to do everything. The the um, incident that happened in Mexico with me and Sergey that, that was that, that was on day five, right? Day five, yeah. Day three, day three, day three. No, no but he said it's a day five folder. If you go, oh, to day, okay. no, it actually happened on day. No, sorry, day five was you and Mike from the U.S. There. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's different. Day okay. three is me and Rich. Yeah, day three in the morning. So I have to go to the day three 12, folder one? then to get yeah, that around, footage. Around noon. And it was funny because I remember Richard coming up to me because I took the I took it off Bernardo's car and Richard goes, Laura, put the 360 on my car. And I said, you better make it worth this while. You better get some good footage. Uh-huh. See? Uh -huh. Dad, you can get good footage. <laughs> 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 and then and when I seen that, when I seen that, and then, you know, I roll the 360 around, I go, Okay, him. I'm not surprised that he's there, but uh, when I seen Sergey there, but um, yeah, it was it was it was cool. It was wild. I was laughing. Yeah, I can't go wait to Ridge, go. Go you know, Ridge, go. Just go. Just go. Just go. Just go. Let's put it this way: you go to Mexico, and the nice thing is there's no plates shown, so yeah. no one will know who it was. That's Mexico's good that way. Yeah. So oh man. Right. So I usually wrap up the show at this point after we get to this mark. But um, yeah, I want to thank you guys for hopping in, chiming in, watching, you know, contributing, asking questions. Uh, oh, hang on. We got a quick question here for you, Laura. Chris wants to know what line of business you're in, if you want to share that. It's all classified. I can tell you guys, but then I have to kill all your viewers. Uh, <laughs> no. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. No, no. Uh, I was in the construction business, sold it about eight years ago, and uh, I've been in the signage business ever since. Yeah. Guys, he, he makes signs, but he doesn't know how to read them, especially uh, speed, uh, speed signs. He has no idea what the fuck he's doing when it comes Those to Those are optional. Completely <laughs> optional, Loretto. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a guideline. It's not like it no is. It is. It's like, you know, the guideline is this is what you should probably do in this area. Yeah. yeah. Right. See, see guys, on, my, on my German turns, car, right? See, my German car shows me the, uh, 
the posted speed limits, but it's got a white circle around it. Yeah, the yeah. white circle means it's optional or suggestion. Yeah, it's optional. It's like a recommendation. That's right. You know, we right. recommend that you do this in it's this fine. area. All I do is just follow Rich now. Like, I mean, Rich has got a 720. We can't keep, I can't keep up to him, but I can at least try. So whatever Rich does, that's what I'm doing. The, <laughs> the, the uh, Turbo S... Renato's Turbo S books it, man. Like it, when I was following you guys going up to El the Dragon, you guys were you guys were cooking, like at was, least as fast as Sergey. I was I, I was surprised I, that that Turbo S moved as fast as Sergey's car did. Yeah, it it, it that it, he was going, he was going, yeah, he was going. I just want to be careful what I say, but yeah, he yeah. was he was it was crazy. I've never been in a Porsche. I've got well, I've been in John's car. Sorry, I've been in John's car, but seeing being on the tail of the dragon, both the Porsche circuit, even your car, that, that thing just does one of these and boom, boom, it just sticks to the ground. Nothing like my car. I would never be able to uh, to keep up to them. Yeah. Never. So. All right, guys. We did, um, we did good, guys. We did good. It was yeah, fantastic drives. A lot of fun. And, and I completely meant to film the whole thing on a GoPro so I could sort of put like a vlog together for you guys, but... In, in the hustle of trying to get out that morning to meet up with guys, I packed everything in the car with the exception of my GoPro box. So my camera, my stick, my batteries, everything I left behind. So I'll get you guys in September when we do the next rally. So leave a like on the video. Thanks for watching. Boys, Sergey, Paul, Loretto, it's good seeing you. And I'm sure you know a few of the others are watching too. See you guys in the next one. Peace out. Take care, guys. Bye.